SAFM 104-107 to Nationwide The Viewpoint 8-10pm Flipping conventional wisdom on its head on SAFM. We are back. We are on the line with Ms. Nomdenim Daki, founder of Agenda Woman. Ma'am, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Thank you for having me. I was still jamming to my song there. And you inadvertently probably pressed the call end button because I was hoping you'd share some of your vocals. You come highly recommended in that regard. Or maybe I was just a voice in my and I've managed to get myself back this way. Very well. I'll take that, even though it is not consistent with our agreement. Let's start the program on a down note. On the 24th of August, 2019, the world learned of the tragic killing of Uyinene Mkhotyana, a student at the University of Cape Town. Now, almost a year on, 17 August, a university student from the Vidvatisrand, Asitandi Lezozo, is equally brutally murdered at the instance and hands of a man. Are we making progress? Why in Women's Month do we, of all things that we can talk about, have to lament the scourge that is gender-based violence in South Africa? You know, Songezo, it's so that we find ourselves here, especially on this day, and you're speaking to navigate what it is that needs to happen on the ground for really this country to see a change in how women are treated, how women are perceived. I recently did an interview and I was asked um, about gender-based violence and what I think needs to happen for us to see change. And really, from years old, the work that we do on the ground as a gender woman and many organizations that exist to empower women with information, with inspiration, with content is never going to be enough. This is a policy dilemma. If the government is not getting involved so we're not going to see change. Similar to what needed to happen for black people to occupy spaces in corporate South Africa, there needs to be policies that really force change and hold people like only the perpetrators, but the justice system is supposed to be sure Nomdeni, just hold the line there. I'm sorry, Nomdeni, to have to interrupt you there, but I am getting a broken line from you. I'm going to kindly request that my producers in the meantime attend to that. Also, for those on board now who have joined us, of course, it is Tuesday, and on Tuesday we profile young people, we profile not young people, we profile people who occupy the world's attention, we profile people who are making meaningful impact on the ground in those forgotten spaces of South Africa's societies. This evening, Ms. Nomdenim Daka, who is the founder of Agenda Woman, is our guest. It's a pity she was cut there because she was really attending to some which I should imagine should jot all of our backs and just give us an opportunity to reflect where we are a year on as a society when only, what, in a couple of days from now, we will be commemorating the one-year anniversary of the tragic, brutal killing of Uyinen Mkhwetiana from Cape Town, the University of Cape Town student. Then, now, nearly a year on, Asitandile Zozo, this university student, has been stabbed, allegedly by a boyfriend, because she had done with it. This is not new, by the way. There are many Ulinenes out there. There are many Asitandiles out there. There are many bastards of men who simply cannot accept change in their circumstances as they pertain to their love. I would welcome, please, opinions as you have engaged just even her response on that, because 
all is not well. She has already posited the fact that we, we need policy-based change where government takes the lead and the charge in that regard. I understand Nomdeni is back on the line and she's going to continue from where she left off. Nomdeni, I think you might just want to go back a couple of sentences so that we can sort of ease back into it. Start from the fact that you posit that the real intervention is necessary from government. And I'm especially interested in that in the context of the promises that President Ramaphosa around about this time last year in September following his visit to the family in East London where there would be a gender-based fund its work, the progress thereof, what can you share with us in the context of government leading this charge? You know, Songezo, maybe to, to, to step back again, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that we need bottom-up and top-down approach to re-governizing change in this particular space. Um, it's not enough for the government, to, for the president to stand, give us stats around what is happening in this country. Same way that there was proactive to what needs to happen and how it needs to happen. And if women are not part of uh, parliament or given spaces where they can make decisions, then build a committee that is led by women where you will give them the power to bring those policies forth that will create change in this country. If we don't take that approach, we're going to keep singing the same song. The government is going to come forth and let us know what the... Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask that we, we, we attend to this problem. Brofinius, please just play us a break um, whilst we try and attend to this. I'm very sorry to those who are listening in and finding it somewhat frustrating in that we keep getting cut with our guests this evening. Brofinius, please just t- take a short ad break while we sort this out. We'll be back, everybody. Ms. Nomdenim Daki, founder of Agenda Woman, is our guest. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Twane. Songhez on SAFM. Yes, we are back. Hopefully the matters are sorted. Nomdeni, are you there? I'm here, Songhez. Excellent. Please do carry on. I don't want to ask you the same question again. Just carry on, please. Well, what, what I was basically saying in, in, in summing up, um, what I believe needs to be action that is taken is we do need more women who are given the power to make decisions at the top. And if that is not happening immediately, then committees need to be formed that are particularly focused on this issue and who are mandated to come up with a policy and a solution as soon as possible. If we don't take that approach, we'll consistently find ourselves back in the same position over and over again. Sure, no dispute there, and that's a very top-down approach. Let's engage, if you will, please, the bottom-up approach. Many times in times gone by, communities owned their safety, generally speaking. For instance, I refer back to a time when I was a lighty and I would be sent to the shop to go and buy something. This is now rural Whittlesea, Sada specifically. If I came back with not the change I was due to come back with and I could identify that individual who was responsible, so to speak, for robbing me, the police were never called. I'm not even going to say scarcely called. They were never called. The matter was dealt with there and then. I'm not so much speaking to or about vigilantism, but I am speaking to the role the community itself has in attending to social ills within a given space 
in which it lives. What then could be done? Bottom-up approach, communities owning their communities in the true sense, so as to take some of the load, if you will, from the state and its related institutions. You know, Songhezo, the reason I am so vested in uh, the top-down approach is because I do believe that the community at the, at the era that you speak about is so different from the community that we exist in right now. There is so much exposure to violence and acts of violation towards women that it has somehow built a, a level of ability to empathize. You know, in the past when you saw specific things happening in the community, you were just flabbergasted and you were shocked that it could even get to that. But we're at a point where it's happened so many times that to a certain degree, that the loyalty towards the victims, towards the families, towards women generally has really changed. Also, how women are perceived today and how they are perceived before has incrementally changed. There's a lot of insecurity around males in their in relation to the female counterparts. So in the past, you might find that the women who were actively involved in making these changes, or the, the men, there was a level of respect and an understanding of, I need to protect you and you need to make sure that the community is running efficiently. There's so much around the community that has changed. We've us in a position where we really, really need the top-down approach. This is an issue that we've had for a very long time now. There is so much we can do to empower women. There is so much we can do to educate men. But there are fundamental issues that we're dealing with in 2020 that were not there in 1990 or 1984. Mm, fair enough. You got that spot on. I was indeed born in 1984. Your thoughts then at home? 081-891-10427. We are in conversation with Ms. Nomdenim Daki, who is the founder of Agenda Woman, telling us about the importance really of communities specifically led by their government in relation to changing the narrative around how society treats its women and some of the programs targeted Forwards first and foremost the safety of women, but I would imagine this also spans into the economic emancipation of women in that regard, because a society is almost always largely made up of women nomdeki. I mean, sorry, nomdeki, and a lot of the time it is the woman for some reason, structural reasons, patriarchal reasons that contribute to them being in the bottom half or even in the lowest um, parts of that social ladder in terms of economic um, migration, economic participation and emancipation. And that, of course, as many documents will show, is exactly why societies lag, or put differently, the most progressive societies are those societies where the women agenda is given top priority. Case in point, Iceland, 1975-76. Women there, largely very unequal society between men and women, pay disparities of the greatest extreme. Five years later, because of the March of 75 in 1980, they elected their first woman prime minister. Right now, they're in the top tier of societies where there's total equality between men and women. So it is possible, and it is possible within an administration. And so um, another country that is really doing well in, in the continent around the empowerment of women and the, the, and the women agenda being primary is Rwanda. It has been the government to make sure that even in the cabinet there is representation of women, not only as just figures that sit there as um, another mark, you know, or another number, but for instance, the right-hand man, if I can call it that, for the president is a woman, a lady called Claire, who makes a lot of the decisions around what needs to happen in and around the presidency. So 
we, we cannot undermine the impact that the government can have in really progressing this issue as, as, as quickly as possible, in, in, in the speediest manner. I don't dispute that the community has a role to play, but the community has been doing a lot on the ground. We really find ourselves in a position now where we need help from the top. In the conversation with our first caller this evening, let's go through two. And I just need to open up my WhatsApp here. I beg your pardon for that. It's taking its time. Let's go to Nathan in Bombella, after which we go to Uppington with Aisha. One after the other, please. Good evening, Nathan. Thanks for calling. Good evening, Chief Songhez. How are you? Well, sir, how are you? Yeah, Mr. Songhez, let me start with this point. Sorry to say so. When we are still growing up, we are punished. We used to get corporal punishment, but we are not dead. Let me tell you sincerely, you see this abuse which is carried out all over the country, killing women, whatever. It's the way the children are grown up from the beginning. The lady said, the, the, person, the friend of that lady who were killed said that the girl reported the, at the home of the, of the boy that this one's going to happen. Then the parents persisted, why don't you stay in love together? Really, if you groomed your children, you are supposed to punish your child, or you are supposed to stay with your children, not to go against the other one. Mr. Songhezo, if you do something wrong, the government doesn't bother. They simply put you in the cell. But as a parent, you have to feel it. It's supposed to pain you because it's your children. This corporal punishment, it doesn't harm. If you lie down, you can somebody five strokes. doesn't kill you. Songhezo, they punished you. Are you dead? Are you not a responsible person? Are we not responsible in the world? But look what these teenagers, 20 years or whatever, killing somebody. Mm. Eh? Interesting thoughts. Thank you so much, Nathan. I appreciate your call. I appreciate your call indeed. The value of the home featuring quite prominently there and the good old hiding, a good old Jack, as we used to call it. Aisha and Uppington, your thoughts, please. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening. And I missed you after the president's speech. It was like really terrible listening to sports after that. And good evening to your guests and to the listeners. Thank you, Aisha. Um, it is not... Uh, uh, I agree with your guests that, that we definitely need to take the po- policy approach, but it's not either or. It must be a, a combination mm-hmm. from the ground up. All structures should have women representation. Much appreciated. That's okay. a good point. Short and sweet. Thank you very much, Aisha and Uppington. Final caller for this particular segment. Let's go to Komotso in Johannesburg. Welcome back, Komotso. I think you've called us before. No, I haven't. Hello, Tengrizao. Oh, okay. Then you're a first-time caller. Much appreciated. I'm Thanks for joining us. Co- Brilliant. Your thoughts, please. Komotso. Okay, we'll get Komotso back. Let's go to Anonymous in KZN. We shouldn't have the problem with Anonymous. Anonymous, are you there? Good evening. Yes, I'm here. Good evening to you, Songhezo. I just want to say, you know, uh, parents must please stop taking sides. You know, if somebody is not happy, with, if the daughter-in-law is not happy with the son and, uh, and she wants out, let it go. Let them have some peace and uh, separation for a short period of time till they decide what they want to do in their life. But it's, uh, God hasn't give us, given us our, our rights to murder one another because we want a separation or we want a, a, a divorce. 
and parents shouldn't say something bad will happen if you if uh, you let him go. Parents should try and keep the peace between both the parties, especially here. The parent went and said the she's unhappy with the person that she wants out, and here the parent says, no, something bad will happen if she if he leaves her. You know, it's Fantastic. a sad, 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 sad sort of fear. I, I feel that parents play a, a very important role. And if they can't mm-hmm. refer their children to a psychologist or to a marriage counselor or someone who will be able to assist them if you can't help them. Most Thank certainly appreciate so it. Thank you very much, Thank Anonymous. I understand Komotso is back, our first-time caller, doing the most with her line. The Komotso, are you there? I'm not, so I'm no longer a first-time caller, Sandra. You can't call me that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are on okay, the rodeo, right? <laughs> Second time calling, like first time contributing. Welcome, Komoto. Thank you so much. My, my question was really around the woundedness of our society. You know, we live in a wounded society, there's no doubt. Men, women, mm. children, um, there's a lot of psychological work that we have to do as a country. Um, what is the role of spaces like, and my question is, is, is to Nomdeni, what is the, the role of spaces like Agenda Women with addressing the psychological woundedness of women? Um, so many women suffer wounds in South Africa, whether it's feelings of inadequacy that are linked to our history, pay gaps, gender-based violence, um, equalities, etc. These are created spaces for women like Agenda Women that can help women. As you speak about, you talked about a bottom-up approach. What is the role of spaces like Agenda Women to help with the woundedness of women in South Africa? Fantastic. Beautiful question. Let's leave it there with the guests for now, please. Let's go to Nomdeni to respond. So that is, is, is such a, a, a good question from Kumoto. And um, just going back into what the, the lady uh, mentioned who spoke before Kumoto around the, the top-down and, and bottom-up approach, we definitely sit in the bottom-up um, up area where we have decided that we, we recognize that there are many issues around confidence, you know, where women are impacted when they have to make decisions that lead them to economic emancipation. So our purpose as a platform is to really give African women the confidence to own their future. And in investigating what we need to focus on to get to that particular point, we unpacked a report that was done that spoke to what really affects the self-esteem of women. So it's things like financial autonomy, their, their ability to manage and have a dictatorship around their money, where it comes from, how it goes and where it goes. Actually, the network where they find themselves and what they're discussing in those spaces. If they have challenges in relationships, if they have challenges in uh, romantic relationships, relationships with their parents, accessibility, visibility. Am I seeing enough people that look like me who are successful? In that of that, I would love to live. Freedom of expression. Do I feel heard at work? Do I feel heard in the boardroom? Do I feel heard in my relationship as well as economy? Do I feel like in the society that I live in? how I show up in me. Our work focuses in those areas, in making sure that women understand that they have the ability to go out into the world owning those narratives for themselves and giving them the confidence to create social connections and network where we have consistent conversations around what is possible in being a woman anywhere in the world and not just in South Africa. Let's leave it there. We appreciate your responses. We're going to take a short head break. 
Then you can tell us more about your guests because you will be taking over. 0891-104-207 to those who want to participate. Our takeover this evening is Ms. Nonde Nimdaki, who is the founder of Agenda Woman. All that comes after this break shall be her.